bringing you a common sense and fresh perspective to creating a just society. This is Common Sense on Social Justice. You'll get equipped with the tools you need to carry out social justice right where you are. Now, here's the host of Common Sense on Social Justice, Michael Davis. Thank you so much for joining us again. I hope that you're having a good day. And if you're not having a good day, hey, feel free to email us. Let us know. We'll pray for you. Uh, In fact, today's episode is called Learning to See. And it's about you today. It's not about the poor and the oppressed today. But, you know, I realized that uh, when it comes to creating a just world, we can't really create a just world if we ourselves are not enjoying justice ourselves. Maybe you've been wounded by a spouse, wounded by a friend, an employer, or someone else. Maybe you're dealing with some personal wounds. This episode is for you. What I want to help you do today is find personal healing. Because the fact is, you cannot heal others and heal society if you yourself are not healed. And I want to help you with that today. You know, we all live in a fog. You know, the Toltec people of ancient Mexico said, talks about that we live in a fog and we really do not see what is around us or who is around us because of that fog. An example is you could be in the mall thinking about what you want to buy. So you're in the fog of that thing you want to buy and you don't see a mother walking past you crying You see, you don't really see who or what is around you. And we live in a fog because of wounds inside ourselves. We really do not see the other person as they are, and we don't see ourselves for who we truly are and all the beauty that God created us. People do not really understand how beautiful they really are. You know, Thomas Merton, who was a, a Catholic monk uh, in a monastery outside Louisville uh, died in the 1960s. He uh, was a successful salesman in New York City, and then he just had this conversion experience, became a, a monk, a, a hermit, in fact, and was in silence for 20 years. And then he was sent by the abbot, the monastery, into downtown Louisville, Kentucky to run an errand. And there's actually a memorial at the intersection of fourth and walnut in downtown louisville of this vision that thomas merton have and the vision was this thomas merton was sitting there with hundreds of people around him going scurrying about their business and his eyes were just wide open after 20 years of silence and he saw these people as the most beautiful people in the world because of how god had made them and he says if these people could only see how beautiful they really are and how beautiful the others are around them, it would be a perfect world. But we really do not see ourselves for who we really are. So what I want to help you today is to find healing for yourself and to realize just how perfectly beautiful you really are. And, you know, there I got to admit, one of my favorite rock band, uh is a band that doesn't have the greatest lyrics. I just, I love their sound, though, is Van Halen. Uh, I do not recommend some of their songs, but they have some great 
spiritual songs, actually. And one of them is Learning to See, which is why I named this podcast after. I didn't name it after the song I titled the podcast. And then I realized, oh, yeah, Van Halen's got a song called that. And it actually fits perfectly in this episode. I really like Van Halen's sound. But one of the things with uh, Sammy Hagar as a lead singer is the song Learning to See. Just wanted to show you some of the lyrics because it fits. It says, time after time, we walk past the window and never see the ashes on the ground. Night after night, watching the sky move, but never feel the earth spinning around. I didn't see you falling. I couldn't hear you calling. Born with eyes wide open, never learned to see. I never meant to hurt you was right there crying with you. Why do we harm the only thing we want to be? Trying to follow every footstep, I feel so lost along the way. Reading the scripture straight from the gospel, never understanding what they say. Yeah, I didn't see you falling. I never heard you calling. I've got my eyes wide open, but never learned to see. Wow, that is some touching lyrics. And Actually, when you listen to some of Sammy Hagar's songs, he's got some actually spiritual, deeply spiritual concepts that comes across in some of his lyrics. But yeah, learning to see the other. But we can't learn to see the other until we learn to see ourselves. I was reading an article on the internet recently, and the person I was reading from said that, um, that when Adam and Eve fell in the garden, when they ate from the knowledge of uh, tree of knowledge of good and evil that Adam and Eve at that moment stopped knowing God. They stopped knowing each other and they stopped knowing themselves. I thought, wow, that is right on. That's where we are. We don't truly have intimacy with God. We don't have intimacy with others and we don't have intimacy with ourselves as humans. And it all works together. It's all tied together. So I ask you, are you hurting today? Are, we talk about human suffering on this show. We talk about injustice. We talk about people suffering from injustice. But are you suffering? Are you wounded? You got some wounds that need healed? Well, I'm glad you came here today. I'm going to help you do, with that. Now, this is why we do not truly act upon human suffering. Because the reason why we don't truly act on human suffering is because we're too busy suffering ourselves. To be effective at creating justice, we have to first be just with ourselves. Let me say it again. To be effective at creating justice, we have to first be just with ourselves. You know, I do a lot of work with the homeless and have over a few decades now. Later, 28 years, I've been serving the homeless. But you know what? I've been homeless myself, but I got out of that and I do what it takes now to make sure I have my own place to live. You know why? Because if I'm too busy being homeless and surviving, how can I help others who are homeless? You know? So I encourage you, how can you help heal others? It doesn't have to just be the homeless. It could be those caught in sex trafficking, those suffering from domestic violence or whatever the injustice is. If you yourself are not experiencing justice and healing, how can you help others? We live with old wounds, don't we? 
We live with the wounds of broken relationships, broken finances, past and present abuse, or the outfall of our bad decisions we've made in the past have come back to haunt us, and other things. There's just wounds that we suffer from. And when we are still dealing with our wounds, then how do we help heal society? We can't. We can't. So in this episode, let's talk about how to heal uh, within ourselves. That's a few points here that six points I want to help you with here today. First of all, in the process of healing, the first thing you need to pray to do is pray. And when you pray, ask God to help you heal, but don't just ask God to heal you. Ask God to help you accept healing and ask maybe uh, help you to think to know how and where you need to heal. Because oftentimes we think we know where we need to heal, but God actually knows better. He knows how, and I know in my own personal experiences of healing, as I've had lots of wounds to deal with in my life and my own personal experiences of healing, I've realized that God's revealed areas to me I didn't even know I needed healing in those areas. So, uh, you know, I, I've suffered wounds of broken relationships. I've suffered physical wounds. I've suffered spiritual wounds. I've suffered wounds of religious abuse, sexual abuse, uh, and just other things of just being ignored, cast out, you know, all, all kinds of things. People's just hatred, you know, and in the healing process of that, I, I've, you know, had help from a native American shaman from Catholic priests two different priests have had help from counselors, you know, and just friends helping me, you know, it all works together. And I encourage you to, to, to do that, to, to seek out that counsel because actually other people can actually see more clearly where you need help than maybe you see it. And they'll be honest with you. They'll be honest with you and they'll just help you work through all of those things. So pray, ask God's help. Help me to understand how to even begin healing. Second, be honest. Second step you want to take is just be on, be honest with yourselves and allow others to be honest. You know, like I said, allow that shaman, allow that priest, allow that counselor to just be honest where you need help. And that's one of the things I loved about the two Catholic priests that I've uh, one was a very deeply spiritual guy. The other was helping me through some things as well. And they both, they both were just deeply honest with me, and I loved that. But a very important point that you need to, to I need to make under this is in the process, you got to do the work of healing yourself. There are no substitutions for you doing the work of healing yourself. You've got to dig deep inside. You've got to face your demons. You've got to face it and be honest and do the work yourself. I was thinking of the, in the gospels, Jesus would ask people to take certain actions or to ask if they had the faith before he would heal them. So people would ask him to heal them and he would require, you know, first of all, he would say, do you have the faith? But he would require certain actions be taken by them. For example, there's one man who had been paralyzed. And I can't remember. I think he'd been paralyzed for 38 years. A long time to be paralyzed. And what did Jesus tell that guy to do? He's like, well, you're healed. No, Jesus told that guy, 
In fact, Jesus never told him he was healed. He just looked at the man and said, pick up your mat and walk. To a paralyzed man, he told him, pick up your mat and walk. In other words, Jesus told that man, I will heal you, but you have to begin the process of healing first. You have to will it and determine it. And so that's an important lesson for us. And I'm not saying we can just walk into hospitals to paralyze people and tell them to get up and walk, whatever. But what we can do is encourage them. We can have their back and maybe instill hope into them that maybe something could be different someday or whatever. But what I'm saying is Jesus did not heal people without them taking action to heal themselves And I know my own process of healing internally, I had to do the hard work. And it is hard work, but it's worth it. And I can tell on your side the joy and the peace I have inside. Now, the work was worth it. And by the way, when it comes time for you to heal others, you can't heal people who themselves aren't willing to do the work. For example, when it comes to homelessness, if I can tell that somebody isn't willing to do the work of getting out of the homelessness, I don't even bother helping them. And if they get aggravated with me, I just tell them, look, I'm a friend. And when you're ready to uh, to do some work here and cooperate with me, then then maybe we can get you out of this situation. You see, you can't heal others who aren't willing to heal. And by the way, in your own process of honesty, uh, I'm just going to say this straight up. You got to be honest about yourself. There's no more blaming others. You don't get to blame people anymore. We do that when we're wounded, right? We, we blame people. We like to, to you know, how, how it's everybody else's fault. But uh, when it comes down to it, we just have to be honest and say, look, I am the one to blame for my own choices. Uh, or it, maybe it wasn't our choice to be abused. It wasn't our choice to whatever, but it was your choice to react in negative ways. Does that make sense? So maybe you were abused and you began drinking heavily. The abuse wasn't your fault, but the drinking was. Do you see? So we had no more blaming others. Number three, the third step, besides asking God for help and being honest, not just with ourselves, but allowing others to be honest with us, the third step to healing is work hard daily on the interior, because this will make you strong, loving, and clear-minded. So you got to work, go into the interior daily and scour out what needs scoured out of you. This will make you strong it will make you loving and it will make you clear-minded. And fourth step is meditate. And this is an extremely important step. Learn If you don't know how to meditate, learn. And meditate every morning and then every evening. You got to bookend your days with meditation. And it, it, after a while, learn to just be in meditation all the time, even while you're working or running errands. Now, what is meditation? I've studied all kinds of meditation. I've studied the uh, uh, meditation of the desert fathers, the Catholic uh, monks who went out to the deserts of North Africa in the in the fourth century, uh, fifth centuries. Uh, I've studied Hindu meditation. I've studied the, the Taoists, the Buddhists, just different 
ways of meditating and Jewish ways, Christian ways. And what I've discovered is that there's a commonality that in meditation, you, you settle down your mind and you settle down your spirit and you be in silence. And the key word to meditation is silence. And in that silence, uh, you uh, uh, allow yourself to come to that place of perfect stillness where there is unconditional love. Now, the Desert Fathers teach us that the goal of meditation is to come to a point where you do not see God in any form, but you come to understand the formlessness and the formless presence of God. Kind of like uh, the other avenues of meditation or the other traditions of meditation, but it's where you, your mind and your spirit and your body all become still and come to that place of unconditional love. Understanding the unconditional love of God, the unconditional love within yourself, and then once you do that, you really the healing begins to accelerate once you get in the habit of meditation. If you want more pointers on meditation, feel free to email me. I would love to give you some pointers because I meditate constantly and I, and it's been a huge help to me. The fifth step to healing then is to do the work of justice. After you feel like you've healed within yourself and others have confirmed that, then do the work of justice, but always take breaks to return to the interior. When you study in the Gospels, the life of Jesus, Jesus did these, these amazing miracles, healing lepers, blind people, paralyzed, and all, and feeding 5,000 people with just a small handful of food. And yet, it says in the Gospels that Jesus often went up into the mountains and he would just meditate. And just be with God, the Father. You see, Jesus realized I can do all this stuff externally, but I, I need to always return to the interior. And if Jesus needed to do it, then you need to do it. And I need to do it. So I encourage you, yes, do the work of justice. Get out there and bang it out. But at the same time, get in the habit of always getting away from everyone, getting to yourself and returning to the interior. It's necessary. And the sixth step in your healing process is keep perspective. The work, keep perspective. And here's the perspective I want you to keep is to know this, to be convinced of this, that the work of justice is only for this life, but the interior is forever. See, after your body dies, your spirit lives on. You are eternal in your nature as a person. And therefore, the work of the interior spirit is forever for all eternity but the work of justice is only for this life so keep your energy in that perspective uh whenever and by the way when you're out working with people suffering injustice help them to heal on the interior because sure maybe you got them out of the situation or they were able to come out of the situation in some way but then they need to heal on the interior because that's where it really matters the work of justice is about healing ourselves and healing others it's not just about getting people out of bad situations it's about and getting people out of oppression it's about healing the human spirit 
So I encourage you, take full responsibility for your life. And once you are healed, then you are able to heal society. So what do you think? I want you to email me, sjcommonsense at gmail.com. And let me know what you think. Where do you need healing? Would you like to hear more episodes on this? Because I can certainly expand on this. This is just a summary episode on how healing works. But I really encourage you to seek counsel, seek spiritual guidance, seek the help of friends, go deep into your interior and heal and recognize what a whole fulfilled life really looks like. I hope this has been a help to you. I hope you have a great day, and I hope that you live a whole and abundant life. You've been listening to Common Sense on Social Justice with your host, Michael Davis. A common sense and fresh perspective to creating justice where you are. Share your comments and questions with Michael by emailing sjcommonsense at gmail.com. That's sjcommonsense at gmail.com. 